Yeah, you know. Love Talk Radio. Yo, Rubber Guard Radio is live on the air. I take that back. Uh, welcome to the December 31st edition of RoboGuard Radio. This is the final episode of the year. Uh, I am your host, KZ. I am on the line with my co-host, Alex Saint. And this show is brought to you by our sponsor, IVP Videos, www.ivpvideos.com. And we are on the line by, no pun intended, but SoCal independent superstar, SoCal Crazy. Good morning, Crazy. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Good morning, Alex. Oh, good morning. Get some coffee in your system, brother. <laughs> oh, all righty. Oh. So, how are you feeling? Crazy, are you ready for Adam Pierce? You know what? I am, I am. Uh, I, uh, I've been training really hard for this match. Uh, I have a lot of stuff in my head that, uh, well, you know what, just, to make it short and sweet, I'm I'm really ready. I am really ready. I'm actually more. I'm believe it or not, I'm more excited about this match than, than anything else. It's uh, like I said, to be in the ring, just to be in the ring with the NWA title. That's somewhere that I never thought I would be able to to reach. You know, so uh, to get this opportunity, just to be in that ring with that title, is is an awesome uh, thing for me in my career. It's one of one of the. It's going to be one of the highlights of my career. Now, if if by uh, some chance you were to win the title, are you prepared to travel the world to defend that belt? Oh, you better believe it, Casey. I mean, I, I'm, you know, ever since I was a little kid, that's pretty much all I really wanted to do was, was well, to travel the world uh, uh, wrestling-wise. So uh, by some chance, uh, by some glare of God that I get this title, uh, I'm definitely ready to rock and roll and represent the NWA. All right. Alex? Yes. Are you awake? Get your call. Yeah, I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so SoCal Crazy, you were, uh, from what I understand, you first started your uh, journey into training at uh, CCW. Uh, can you can you go into a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, funny thing about that was I was always like a big wrestling mark. You know, I was always the guy watching Saturday Night Live and, Raw when it first came out, you know, I was really big into the Mexican Lucha Libre, uh, like CMLL and AAA. Um, I was the only one in my family that really followed the sport, you know. Uh, so the funny thing about CCW is one of my cousins was actually driving by uh, CCW's old training grounds, which they, I believe they used, it used to be called the Palace of Pain, was the name of their gym. And uh, I remember he called me one day, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to pick you up. I need to bring you somewhere. Um, he, ne- he never explained to me where we were going or what he was doing. I remember him picking me up, and he drove me to the Palace of Pain. But to me, it, it didn't look like a wrestling training ground. I mean, uh, from the outside, it was like an old, beat-up uh, warehouse. I had no idea that in, in, in that warehouse was uh, a wrestling ring. So my first first time we went in there, um, I was, like, mesmerized. It was like I was in heaven. I remember seeing, uh, I believe Alcatraz was in there, uh, B-Boy was in there, and these guys were doing, like, awesome, awesome things in the ring. And I swear I'll, I met uh, Charles uh, Steele, uh, the owner of CCW, uh, had a little sit-down with him, and 
next day I was I was training with these guys and uh, it was it was an awesome experience just to get into that ring. And like I said, if, uh, for someone being a fan and actually stepping into the ring is is like two totally different things, you know. Um, I'm so so grateful that my cousin took me there and pretty much if it wasn't for him I, I really wouldn't be wrestling. Now did you attend CCW shows before you went to the school or No, you know, I, I heard of them but I never attended a show. Uh I read a couple articles about CCW in the newspaper in the you know local newspaper that, that they had. Uh I saw their the ten news report I believe it was ten news that did a, a report on them. But I never had the opportunity to go see a show. Uh-huh. I, I didn't uh I didn't go to a CCW show until probably the first month of I of me training there. Um they used me as a for two shows I was actually a security guard for CCW. <laughs> but, you know, you had to go and you had to pay your dues. And pretty much that's what I did. I, I went, I helped set up the ring, I put chairs up. You know, pretty much what what any young wrestler has to do to for uh, wrestling promotion. Um, and that was actually my first time going to any CCW show. But I'll tell you, the first CCW show that I went to was amazing. It was just amazing. I believe the the first match, my very first match that I saw was uh, main event was Jason Redondo versus uh, a guy by the name of Big Vicious. Uh, and that match was amazing. It was just it was like WWE caliber match, and it, it just blew me away. Does uh, Jason Redondo remember you from the days of training at CCW? Um, you know what? He does. He he never really, when I was training anyways, he really never was at the training sessions. Uh, but, see, but, but by then, I mean, Redondo was the man in CCW. He he had the world title. He was on top of the, the, the ladder, as you could say. Um I mean, I can kind of understand why he really didn't go to the training. But he was, uh, you know, not to take anything away from Redondo. I mean, the guy is a natural talent. I mean, the guy is an awesome guy to, to work with and, and just to uh, be around. Okay, so uh, who were the, the main trainers at uh, CCW? Uh, the main trainers when I was there was... Uh, there was a guy, well, Matrix. Matrix was probably the main trainer. He was there every single day training us. Um, B-Boy would be there. Uh, Alcatraz would be there. And then every now and then, uh, we would have, like, guest trainers, like, from the CCW roster, like uh, guys like Jason Ogden, guys like uh, Chip Adams. Um, another guy was, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh was Eric in- Stud, Wild Thing Eric Stud, I believe was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, TNT would go. Okay. So uh, I remember my ver- I received my very first wrestling chop from Alcatraz. So my very, like, you know, he, it, at the end of every session, we would have a ch- what we would call a chop line. And um, every wrestler would, would, would chop uh, pretty much the new guys, just, you know, just to break in the skin, as they would say. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, my, my my very first chop was from Alcatraz, and yeah, I mean it, it hurt really bad. But I was like so stoked because I mean Alcatraz, you know, till this day is the man still in my eyes. You know, so just to be, as I call it, baptized by him was was an awesome experience. Okay, so I've I've seen you wrestle on a handful of occasions, and you have a very very influenced lucha style. So CCW, from what I understand, that that was a the traditional American style they were teaching at school. Was it a hybrid or? Yeah, no, it was strictly uh, American style wrestling. Um, okay. I learned I learned a lot of the basics in CCW, uh, the bumping and, and everything that comes with the basic training. Um, I didn't learn the lucha style until I ended up started going down to Tijuana and Rosarito and Ensenada and uh, started training with those guys down there. Who uh, told you about the schools in Tijuana and who particularly did you train with? Um, the, there was a guy, or there is a guy, I'm sorry, uh, by the name of Oscar. He's uh, the owner uh, of LLII. I've known him for quite a bit of years. In fact, I went to high school with his young, one of, one of his younger brothers. Um, so when I met Oscar, he, um, he was the one that introduced me into the whole uh, Lucha Libre scene. And uh, there was also another guy by the name of Sal. 
a lot of people know him as uh, La, La Cebra, the referee. He was another guy who took me under his wing and showed me uh, a lot of the promotions down there in, in Tijuana. Uh, they would take me down there to the gyms and, and train with those guys. I never got the chance to train in the Mysterio gym or anything like that, but the gyms that they did take me to uh, were just, just, just as good, if not better. Who were some of the trainers down there? Um, I remember training a couple of sessions with uh, Medico Asesino. Um, there was, again, another guy that I trained with was Pandillero, was which uh, I, to this day I train with him every now and then. Uh-huh. Um, I trained a lot with uh, Sal, Sal Alcala. Um, and uh, uh, Oscar would uh, train with us down there. Uh, but mo- it was been mostly uh, with uh, Sal and uh, the uh, the Alcala brothers that were down there. Okay, so how th- how can you compare breaking into the uh, lucha scene as a comparing into the American scene? Is it the- pretty much the same, or is there differences? Um, you know what? No, it's it's pretty much the same. I don't I don't really. See it. It's not a. Uh, or in Mexico in particular. Uh. With Mexico, you know, there's just a lot more, um, how can I say this? There's a lot more uh, totem pole to climb, you know. Uh, and in American wrestling, it's it's it's, it's uh, pretty much they, they give you, uh, you know, if they see you that you have talent or anything, I mean, they'll automatically book you. And with Lucha Libre, it's a little bit different because you have to, I don't want to say you have to prove yourself, but you have to know exactly what you're doing in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh so, wow! So, yeah, so it, it's it's a little bit more intense, but at the same time, it's it's uh, it's it's just a great opportunity if, if you can uh, conquer both styles. You said you grew up watching like CMLL and AAA. Did you wa- you watch WWE too growing up? Didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of familiar. You know, like I said, I was a really big wrestling mark growing up, and I was kind of familiar with this, uh, what the wrestling world had to offer. So when I got into this uh, uh, wrestling, I really wasn't too surprised with what I found, with what, what you know, what I what I was going to learn. I kind of knew exactly what I was getting myself into. And um, hey, uh, to be honest with you, I did follow a little bit more the, the Lucha Libre scene than, than uh, the WWE um, the reason I have always loved uh, the concept of wearing a mask uh, and going to battle. <laughs> um, so after you started training in Mexico, when when did you come back and start? At this point, were you working in the ring yet? Have you uh, started yet? Yeah, you know, um, after CCW closed down, which you know really, really was really a, a low blow to to, to me personally. Um, it kind of left uh, me, you know, like to say, like, shit out of luck. So there was really, and if any, you know, there was nothing in San Diego at that time. Um, so I had a, uh, I was traveling up and down. I, I would go up to L.A. I would work with uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling. Now, how, had you heard of, Re- Re- I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, Revolution Pro, that was uh, it's one of the uh, more influential feds in Southern California. Um, had you heard of Rev Pro before, before you, uh, took the job, and then, uh, what did you think when you got there and stuff like that? Yeah, you know what, I never heard of Revolution Pro, um, I found out about it from one of the guys that was training with me by the name of Street Styles. Okay. He was, he was the one that kind of, uh, turned me on to Revolution Pro, uh, I remember it was me and him and another wrestler by the name of Goalie Howe, which, uh, I did my debut match with. We all traveled up to Revolution Pro. Uh, I remember the first show of Revolution Pro. We did, we pretty much just went to check it out. You know, we never really thought that the first time that we would be there, we would get thrown into a match, which we did. We got thrown into a match. <laughs> it, was a, it was a three-way match, opening match of the, of the show, and you know, it, it, that was probably that would probably have been my second uh, career match. And um, I wish it could have gone a lot better, but I, I had a lot of butterflies and. I did the mistake of eating two chili dogs before the match. So I was, <laughs> yeah, so so I was I was really really nervous about it. But um, that's pretty much how I found out about Revolution Pro. What uh, what year was this? Oh God, this was 
probably let's see. Uh, I want to say around 2002, maybe. Oh, okay. And now, were you were you Cal Pro? I mean, were you SoCal Pro? Uh, wake up, Alex. <laughs> were you SoCal crazy at this point? Yeah, but I I was actually going by the name of SoCal Loco. Which, oh. You know, it's for pretty much the same thing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but um, that's what I built the SoCal crazy name. Like I said, uh, I met a lot of good good wrestlers in Revolution Pro. You know, I met Disco Machine, and uh, I believe you guys had on Shogun the other day. I we were Shogun. supposed to. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Super Dragon. Uh, there was another guy by the name of Rising Sun, which was an awesome, awesome competitor, awesome guy. Um, did you meet? Was B Boy working for Rev Pro at that time, or uh, that's yeah. no? No, B Boy was, was uh, when I was there. B Boy would uh, would uh, he would come and do a couple shows. Uh, I don't know honestly if he was like on the main roster mm-hmm. of, uh, of Revolution Pro. I honestly don't know if they had a main roster because I would see a lot of guys come and go, come and go. <laughs> okay, and then uh, you you were working. Uh, what what other promotions were you working for other than Rev Pro? Or let's, hey, uh, KZ, you got any Rev Pro questions while we're on it? I know you're a big fan. Oh yes, um, what are, what are your thoughts on Ron Rivera? Um, I like the guy. You know, he was he treated me with a lot of respect, uh, especially for a, a new guy coming into the business. He um, showed me, you know, the ups and downs of the business. He sat down with me and told me, you know, this is you're going to run into this sometimes, or sometimes you're going to run into this. Um, I honestly have nothing bad to say about Ron Rivera. He 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 was he has always been a great guy in my eyes. He he probably always will be. Although I haven't seen him in quite a few years, um, but he was he was awesome with me. Yeah, he he has a he has a uh, job with the city somewhere down there, so he's out of the business and he he will pop his head up from time to time just to make sure make sure people know he's alive. But uh, have you ever taken have you ever taken a trip to Mexico with Ron? Um, you know what? No, I I, <laughs> I never got the okay. chance to go to with on one of his uh, famous uh, Mexico trips with him. I never got the opportunity. Yeah, those things are legendary. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard I've heard, <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> yes, yes. Good thing he had a video camera. <laughs> but Alex, if, if you didn't know, um, Ron would would pack up the boys and and drive down to Tijuana. And they would spend a weekend at Lucha shows, and they would film it with hand. Oh wow! So, yeah, and they would, you know, get crazy, and that's all I'm saying because I'm. Yeah. It is <laughs> morning. I said I, I never this is a family had show. Experience a, a trip, but but I have heard stories. Yes, I think um, pretty much everybody that's been around SoCal has heard the stories. But um, any more Rev Pro questions here? Um, who did you work with while you uh, during your time in Rev Pro? Did you have any programs with anybody, or was it just spot matches um, here and there? No, uh, you know what? It was it was more like a spot match spot matches. Uh, I never really ran a program with anybody, but I always always wanted to run a program with Disco Machine. I always uh, I never got the opportunity to do that with him. Um, so hopefully, if he is listening or he does listen to this, Disco Machine, you need to come down to either New Wave or SoCal Pro because we need to get something going. <sighs> Yeah, I think he's retired now. Uh, you you never got an opportunity to work this machine? No, no, I, I I never got the opportunity to work him, which which was one of the things that I I really wanted to do. Um, he was one of the guys that I saw in Repro that uh, I think uh, we could have clicked in the yeah. He was super hey, super talented. Hey there, Booker Man on the other line. You need to book it for a new wave show. Booker Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, okay. no, most, of the, most of my matches in Rev Pro were more like spot matches. Um, mm. I did uh, remember working Shogun. Shogun was a good guy. I remember working, working uh, Buddy George. Mm. Uh, Buddy George was another cool guy to work with, although he was a little bit more into the hardcore scene than uh, the wrestling. Wow! Wow! Did he didn't try to he didn't try to do anything, did he? No, but you know what? I remember we had a match, and uh, I believe we did a little tour in um, El Centro, and we had a match where 
Buddy George slammed me on the corner, and he was going to go up for a splash. I believe when he came down for the splash, the ring broke. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it, it, was, it was like, I was just looking at him. I was like, oh, my God, I think the ring just broke. And he looked at me, and, and he just started laughing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean who, who could not laugh at that point, though? I mean, it was just hilarious. So, and that was the opening match? Hold on a sec. Okay. Was it the opening match? No, this was probably, oh, God, this was probably like the third match in into the program. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just imagine all the other wrestlers were like, oh, man, what are you doing? What happened? And we're just in the <laughs> ring laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so, what happened to Goalie Howell? Um, I love that gimmick. Yeah, it was, you know what, it was an awesome, awesome gimmick. He, um, my understanding, he, he messed up one of his knees, and he had, I believe he, he had to get knee surgery. Um, so he was, uh, out of the business for, oh, I want to say close to a year, maybe. Um, he just recently got in contact with me, maybe about a month ago, and, uh, he was trying to find a place down here in San Diego to train, and, uh, I turned him on to, uh, New Wave, uh, school. So hopefully he can get back into the ring because I still have unfinished business with Billy Howe. <laughs> hmm. um, let me see. Have you ever been in the ring with Super Dragon? Uh, um, I I believe we did once. I I uh, only one time, and that was more like a battle royal that we did for with one of the Revolution Pro shows. And uh, so I never had the chance to to, to wrestle him you know, like a one-on-one match. But um, I, that, that Battle Royal, too, I, I, I won't forget his chops either. He, he had some pretty good chops to, to give out. Oh. Oh, no. So what, what do you think of Dragon's psychology? I mean, I've heard that the boys in the back pop for his false finishes. What do you think of his psychology? Um, I think it's, 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 it's pretty unique, though, the way that he... he um, controls the match you know it's it's uh the guy knows i'm sure he knows what he's doing in the ring and and he's proven it time and time again um i i personally love the way that 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 he sets up matches the way that he he goes with them um like i said that's one of the reasons why i wish i had an opportunity to wrestle um super dragon and disco machine one-on-one because uh, the way they 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 brought life into their matches, you know, they uh, they kept you on their toe on your toes every time that they wrestled. And as a you know, as a wrestler myself, it's just kind of rare for me to pop, especially now, to some wrestling matches. But for some reason, every time I see a Super Dragon match or a Disco Machine match, um, it still puts me back into the seat as a fan. Now, not that I've lost any uh, fan wise to wrestling, but. These two guys are like uh, know exactly what to give the people. Yeah, you have to agree. Um, have you tried to get booked for Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Um, no, you know what? I've never tried uh, to get booked uh, um, on their on their shows. I uh, I don't really. Uh, I like their product. I, I like the way that that they, they run PWG. It, it's an awesome, awesome organization. Uh, but right now, I don't think that's somewhere that I would like to be. Uh, like I said uh, from, from our last interview, I really just want to concentrate down here in San Diego, and I really want to make San Diego into something. You know, um, I don't really want to. How can I say this? I don't want to push my own image out. I, you know, if I'm going to get recognized, I want San Diego behind me. I want people to say, yeah, I remember SoCal Crazy. Oh, yeah, SoCal Crazy from San Diego. I don't want them to be just SoCal Crazy from this organization or from this organization. Um, but that's not for saying that I won't give PWG a shot. If they need somebody like SoCal Crazy in there, by, by all means, I will be there. Uh, but at the time, I, I don't, I don't uh, think that it's um, something that I'm actually shooting for at this time right now. Alex? Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get back into your career, SoCal Crazy. Um, you uh, worked the Rev Pro, 
And then at what point did you start start working for WCWA? And if you don't mind, for the listeners, can you go into a little bit about what WCWA is? Because I understand that was the next San Diego Fed after CCW. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, actually, it was WCWA was mo- mo- most of the CCW guys were there, and they had a lot of guys from WPW uh, uh, come down. And so uh, CC- uh, WCWA was was probably uh, launching when I was uh, probably like in, I want to say like maybe my third or fourth match with Revolution Pro. That's when I heard about WCWA. Uh, Rick and Vic uh, Dynamic, the Dynamic Brothers, were the ones that I believe in charge of that promotion. Um, I remember my first match with those guys was, was, uh, by the way, they ran in Lemon Grove, to my understanding, was for most of their... uh, uh, shows were, were, would come out of the old VFW hall there in Lemon Grove. Um, I had a lot of fun with those guys. That promotion was awesome. That's pretty much where I, I want to say, I started learning the real wrestling business, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I was a lot closer with a lot of the guys that were in WCWA. Uh, a lot of those guys really treated me uh, or welcomed me, I could say, with, uh, with open arms. You know, I, I felt more like a like a family atmosphere there than than uh, than anywhere else that uh, previously. Now, is this where you first ran into Ryan Stone? Because I know he was working for WCWA. Um, no, you know what? I it, it wasn't. It wasn't um, the first time I ran into uh, Ryan Stone. I, I you know what? I re- remember Ryan Stone there vaguely, but I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, Talk to him there. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, the no, I, I didn't really get into uh, talking to Ryan Stone until uh, I ended up going to SAW. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, from WCWA, um, how, how many years did you work there? Uh, WCWA, I worked for them. I believe I worked for them for about uh, two years. I believe uh, I had really good matches there. I, I remember one match that always sticks out is uh, I wrestled this guy named the Island Stud, Ricky Mayavia. And this guy was probably the first guy that was uh, towering, that was to- towered me. You know, so I was, it was just an awesome, awesome, awesome guy to work with. Um, I had a lot, a lot of memorable matches with him. Um, I also met... Uh, another wrestler by the name of Little Evil, which was another cool guy uh, to work with. He was like, just picture The Undertaker, but getting <laughs> throw The Undertaker in the dryer and have The Undertaker come out. This guy was like a five-foot-six dude with the exact same thing as The Undertaker. Undertaker Tito. <laughs> yeah, so it, was, it was just it was awesome. An awesome gimmick for the guy. You know, and he pulled it off like perfection, you know. Oh wow! Yeah. And then, uh, how big were the WCWA shows at the time? How many people oh, were they drawn? They were they were huge. They were, um, you know, that was probably one of the only uh, promotions out in San Diego at the time. So, so they would they, I believe they would run once a month, and but their shows would would they would they would draw. They would oh, okay. Have really good house shows. Um, you know, guys like uh, that's where I first met Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Frankie Kazarian would pop up and do a couple shows for them. Um, that's where I first met, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, well, actually, I can't say that's when I first met Chip Adams, but that's when me and Chip Adams actually started, uh, having conversations. Because Chip Adams was more like a, more like a keep-to-yourself kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's, uh, I said, like, a, lot, a lot of guys were... Uh, was he a CCW like, worker? Yes, yes, he was a CCW worker. Oh, okay, okay. He was, he was. Was uh, Redondo and Alcatraz and uh, a lot of the top CCW guys, were they also working for uh, WCWA, TNT? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they were. Like I said, uh, um, at the time, that was probably the only promotion going down here. So a lot of the CCW guys were, were working for WCWA. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, then what happened after WCWA? Because I, I, haven't, I didn't hear anything else about a, another big promotion popping up for a while. So what were you doing to bide your time? Uh, no, no. You know what? After that, I uh, 
I uh, ended up going down to, to, to Mexico, to Tijuana and Ensenada area. I did a lot of independent shows down there, uh, not with really big promotions, but you know, a lot of Lucha Libre shows down there. Uh, it wasn't until I came back uh, or concentrated more in San Diego uh, that I ran into Oscar um, again, and I found out that he had formed his um, LLII. Wait, wait. So I have, a, I have a question real quick before you go into the story. So uh-huh. when you when you first start training at CCW, you trained American, then you went down to Mexico and trained Lucha, and then did you work? Did you work very many shows in Mexico at that point, or did you come back up to America? No, I, I worked a couple shows. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, in, in Tijuana and Ensenada, Rosarito area, I met a lot of cool guys. A lot of. Uh, luchadors uh, down there. There was this guy, and especially his name's Eclipse, who was an awesome guy. There was also this dude named, uh, he went by the name of Danger, which that, that guy pretty much, uh, uh, I guess you could say he chaperoned me down there. He was an awesome, awesome talent. He would, uh, you know, pretty much point what promotion was good, what promotion was bad, what promoter was a punk, which one wasn't, you know, so... A lot, a lot, a lot of uh, luchadors down there were were really cool, and they were able to guide me in the right direction. So my question is this: uh, the lucha style and the American wrestling style are two completely, well, not completely different, but uh, there are certain key characteristics that are different about each style. Do you think it's easier to learn them both while you're really young in the business, or learn one style and then learn another style later? Because it seems like it would mess with the mind to go work a lucha show here, then work an American show. And so how, how did you handle that transition, and how do you feel? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it, it could be a little difficult trying to learn both because, you know, on the one side you have American, which you work a lot on your left, and then uh, you have uh, lucha, you work a lot on your right. So it, it was kind of difficult for me to, to at first, to, to try to get it, you know, both styles down. But, I mean, I was really hungry to learn. Uh, so I was, you know, thank God I was able to learn both styles. Uh, I don't want to say pretty quickly, but I, I think I, I came into my own with both styles. Uh, but I, I think it would be a lot better to learn one and then the other. That would be, <laughs> you, know, you probably won't get too as, as confused, you know? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, and then... Uh, when you're hungry, though, you're hungry. I mean, there's nobody that's going to stop you. And it's, it's pretty much up to you to learn what you want to learn. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, and so uh, going back into your story, you said uh, Oscar and LLI? Yeah, and, um, you know, I remember he, uh, a buddy of mine was a solid flyer for one of Oscar's shows. Oscar was going to, I believe he was running a pretty huge show in uh, the Lakeside Rodeo area. Uh, He was bringing in a lot of talent from CMLL, and uh, I wasn't on the card, but I I said I kind of knew the guy, so... I ended up showing up at the show, which is something that people have told me never to do, never take your gear to a show unless you're programmed. But, you know, I, I had I had to try, try my luck, see if I can get on the show. And, look, you know, uh, lucky enough, I was able to, to get on the show. One of the wrestlers that was programmed on there, uh, I believe, couldn't make his flight. So I was lucky enough to take his spot. Um, I ended up wrestling uh, Silver Tiger, uh, one of the guys from uh, WPW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it was me. that's Martin's son, actually. Yeah, 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 Martin's son, exactly. Yeah. yeah good um, so, well, awesome guy, awesome guy. He's, you know, he's he, one, one of the cool guys in this business. And so, uh, you st- you started working for uh, LLI after that show. Yeah, after that show, it was pretty much you know every time LLI had a show, I, I was lucky enough to get booked on on their shows. And uh, like I said, LLI, I met a lot of guys that I never thought that I'd meet. You know, I, I had the opportunity to meet Shocker. I had the um, opportunity to meet uh, Nicho. Uh, all, all these great guys, all these great guys. Uh, at the same time as LLI was going, though, there was also another Lucha Libre promotion uh, by the name of F- FILL that was running the Notion side. Um, I was able to work with those guys, too. I knew a lot of the guys from... Uh, uh, from Tijuana and the Ensenada area that would go work to that show. So I was lucky enough to, to be uh, going back and forth uh, doing lucha shows in San Diego. So uh, when did LLI start up, or when did you start working for LLI? Uh, 
Well, that was that was maybe I want to say maybe late 2003 mm-hmm. was probably when when I first found out about uh, or when I was actually booked on the first match for LLI. Oh, okay, and then uh, with Oscar bringing in a lot of big names from uh, Mexico, who's uh, who's been your favorite guy to get in? And then uh, have you ever been across the ring from someone and been like, oh man, and, and kind of marked out for him? You know what? Yeah, this. Um Actually, a few months ago, we I had a match where it was me and Mr. Tempest going up against Pandillero and uh, Angel Blanco Jr. Um, I had always followed Angel Blanco Jr. Uh, you know, he he was one of the guys that I I marked for a, a lot. So uh, having the opportunity to wrestle with him and being in the same ring with him was an amazing experience. I remember I was in the ring doing trying to do my match, but all I could think of was, man, Angel Blanco's on the other side. <laughs> so it was just it was just a it was crazy crazy experience. Um, I would never you know the, another first memorable thing for me during that match was uh, me and Angel uh, Blanco Jr. actually got into a little chop fest, and you know I mean his chops hurt, but just receiving his chops were like like I was getting slapped by God Himself. <laughs> <laughs> How many, is that, how many times did you work uh, Pandiero before that match? And how was that working uh, working with one of your trainers? Yeah, you know what? Before that match, I probably only worked Pandiero two times, but that was, that was during uh, tag matches. Because uh-huh. him and his partner, you know, the tag match, the, or tag team, they're known as Los Pandilleros. Oh, okay. Um, so that was actually the first match that I got to work with him, like, without his partner. And just to be in the ring with him was was an awesome experience. He made me feel so comfortable, you know. He um, just knowing that he was there, and you know, I knew exactly what 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 he where he was coming from and what he was doing, and exactly how he worked made me feel really really comfortable. And, you know, and I, and to be in the ring with Angel Blanco Jr. I mean, I needed that comfort. <laughs> oh, okay. And then uh, this is in 2003, you said so. Uh... So what other you were working for FILL and uh, LLI at this point, and so uh, wow, you just continued to work for LLI until uh, until the last show, right? Yeah, actually, the, the Angel Blanco match that was that probably happened in two thousand uh, uh, two thousand six, late two thousand six, I believe, maybe two thousand seven. So that, oh. that 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 just recently happened a couple months ago. Oh, okay, okay, that just yeah. recently happened. Okay, and then, uh, wow, and then also, uh, while I was gone, you were in the in the ring with Rocky Romero. How was that match for LLI? Yeah, that was awesome. I, uh, that's Rocky Romero was one of the guys that I've always wanted to work. Um, you know, I, I followed him when he was in CMLL uh, at the Havana Pitbulls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was really stoked when I found out that I was uh, uh, going to wrestle Rocky Romero. Um, you know, I, I went into that match thinking, okay, well, I have to impress this guy. I have to make sure that he knows who I am. Uh, but, you know, it was for, from the get-go, me and Rocky were, at least I think, me, me and him clicked. We, we did a lot of good, solid moves. Everything was really solid in the ring. And, you know, I really hope I get a chance to work with him um, again. More importantly, do you know if Jeff taped that show? Because will you ever have video evidence that you worked Rocky Romero? Oh, no, you know what? I never did. I That never really crossed my mind. <laughs> so if anybody's listening and anybody had, does have a copy of that, you know, either send it to to me or Alex, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of pictures, so there is picture evidence. But, uh, okay, and then, uh, so we're in 2003 working for LLI and FILL. Um, what other promotions did you work through? Uh, after this time, around this time, um, I believe like in 2004. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it could have been 2005. Uh, there's a promotion called the uh, Viva uh, Lucha Mania that popped up down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would run mostly out of uh, I believe it was Southwestern High School or Montgomery High School. I'm, I'm not sure. It was one of the high schools that they ran uh, out of down here. Um, that's where I met uh, Huracan Negro. Oh, okay. Yeah, Huracan Negro was—he's—he's he's one of the guys, one of the local talents here that's 
you know, sometimes I don't think he gets a fair break. I mean, this this guy's amazing with the stuff he can do. Um, but I worked for them for a couple shows, uh, also in the Lucha Mania shows. That's where uh, I met uh, Mike Rapata. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, you know, I believe that the, the Lucha Mania promoter was renting at the time uh, Mike Rapata's ring. So that was one of the guys that I met through there, and I worked a couple of Lucha Mania shows, which was um, another awesome, awesome experience. That's when I first met uh, Rey Mysterio Sr. Oh, okay. Have you ever had to work with Rey Mysterio Sr.? No, no, I never have. I never have. Uh, hopefully, you know, before uh, my career ends, I get an opportunity to. <laughs> but no, I've, I've never had the chance to work with Mysterio Sr., Okay, I'm looking at the match results, and then uh, June 24, 2006, at the Ocean Beach Street Fair, Southwestern Alliance of Wrestling, at the Rhinestone versus SoCal Crazy, and it's probably, you know, this is just me scanning through, I think this is the first time you ever met, I would like to hear some stories about uh, Rhinestone and details, because if you haven't been attached to their hip, I know uh, they've tried to attach themselves to your hip uh, many times in their career. Because looking at Ryan Stone's match listing, I see a lot of SoCal crazy. So uh, let's hear some stories about them. It's early in the morning. They're probably not listening. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay. um, yeah, I said I, I met Ryan Stone when I was in um, an SAW. <coughs> um, when I was in SAW, though, it wasn't more uh, like it is now. It was more. It was considered more as an independent uh, wrestling promotion. It, it was up there with, with it, uh, the the other promotions that are out there right now. Uh, I met a lot of cool guys there. Uh, like I said, I, I did meet Ryan Stone there. I had a couple matches with Ryan Stone. And, you know, my, my first take on Ryan Stone was um, I didn't I didn't really know what what, what to expect from him. Uh, I, I had never seen him work. I had never seen him uh, wrestle at all, like anything. So my first match with, with him was, was pretty memorable. Uh I remember he did, I believe he did uh, one of the moves that I love to do, which is the flying headbutt. <laughs> so I remember when he when he did that, I was thinking in my mind, oh, damn, this guy just took one of my finishers, okay? <laughs> you know, so it kind of left me kind of, kind of. Uh, I don't want to say bummed out, but it, it kind of left me without any other thing in my head. <laughs> what was his gimmick at the time? Was he Charger fan, Ryan Stone, at this point, or? Um, I believe he was he was more like a I believe he we called him the the professional Brian Stone at the time. Oh, okay, okay. He 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 was a lot more technical uh, wrestler. He and he really was. He he knew he knew the mat wrestling game, which was uh-huh. uh, one of the things that I admired about Brian Stone. He he knew how to mat wrestle. Um, he knew how to take the guys down. He knew exactly how to control the guy on the mat, which is another uh, reason why I wanted to wrestle him. He he. I, you know, I, I can I I could say that I I learned I learned a lot from Ryan Stone just wrestling oh. with him that that wise. And then uh, is shortly after, did you meet David E. Jones or? Uh... Uh, yeah, you know what? Funny thing about meeting uh, David E. Jones was uh, when I first met the guy, I honestly did not think that he liked me. He he <laughs> never um, he never looked in my direction, and he did. He would kind of like. Well, anyways, I, I I would take it as he was just brushing me off. So I never really, you know, the first couple of months that, that I that, that he worked for SAW, I never really bothered uh, to get to know him. It wasn't until I wrestled him for the first time that we actually probably had our first conversation. <laughs> and, yeah, and then from there on, we just, you know, we uh, actually we we clicked, and and now now we're we're pretty good friends now. So that's. That's pretty good, and you know what? Wrestling somebody like him because he has a, a whole different style to to what I um, I was used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wrestling somebody like David E. Jones was was again was another awesome experience. It's just amazing how many guys you can you can wrestle, and how many different styles there is of, of wrestling that that just blows you away, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another person that. Uh... Uh, Matt Twisted. What are your uh, thoughts on Matt Twisted? Oh, Matt Twisted. Yeah, that would Matt Twisted would probably be uh, one of my greatest feuds ever. Me and this guy went back and forth, back and forth for well, maybe a good 
oh, maybe a good six to seven months. We had a really, really good uh, rivalry going on. Um, I have nothing bad to say about Matt Twisted. He, in my eye, I have scars that remind me of him. So he, you know, he he is he is one one awesome awesome competitor. Uh, what's uh, what's been your favorite match with Matt Twisted? Oh, my favorite match would probably be one that we had for LLII. Uh, I believe we had it in two thousand five. I believe it could have been two thousand six. I'm sorry, I don't. I've been hitting the head too many times. I really don't remember the date. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a mask versus hair match. Oh wow. Yeah, we had a uh, during that that time it was uh, the Lucha Libre fans here in San Diego were were getting a taste of like like the chairs brought into the matches and then the uh, the ladders and the tables. So we we pretty much pulled all the stops. Uh we got every single thing that we could. We had we used a chair on each other. We used uh, a ladder, um everything. Uh at the end we ended up doing or I ended up giving him the Spanish fly onto the table. So, I mean, that match was just a phenomenal match. Again, I don't I, I don't know who has the videotape, but whoever has that, again, <laughs> please send that in. Like I said, I have, I still have scars from that match, that, uh, the, you know, memorable, memorable match. You, you want to talk about the boys marking out. Uh, when I first started training at uh, New Wave, uh, David E. Jones and Ryan Stone were telling me the story about this hair versus mask match and how after the match they were to do a run-in to uh, attack SoCal Crazy match twisted after the match. And uh, they told me they almost missed their cue because when they saw SoCal Crazy hit uh, match twisted with a Spanish fly off the top row through a table that they were marking out because that's the first ever time they had ever seen. I know David E. Jones doesn't fall into wrestling, so that was the first ever time he had seen a move like that. And so uh, they were, you know, on the ready section, and they were just marking out and watching this match, and they almost missed their cue to run in. <laughs> yeah, you know, that match was that, you know, I uh, throughout that whole time, throughout that whole match, I was, I was just, uh, and I'm sure Matt was thinking the same thing. I mean, they, we were just having fun. You know, despite how brutal it looked, uh, everything we we were just we were having a blast because uh, by that point we had known each other so well that we we you know we, pretty much everything was just on instinct. Mm-hmm. It was it was just an awesome awesome experience. That's probably been one of the matches that I that I've had a lot of fun in, you know, without uh, working too hard mentally. <laughs> and then uh, I also see a lot of results of uh, you and uh, Matt Twisted teaming up against Acres Away. What are your thoughts of Anchors Away as a team? And then how was it to team with the man that you said he had such great chemistry with? Um, you know, it was it was it was good teaming up with Matt Twisted. I, I honestly didn't think that uh I didn't think anything about it. Um like I said I, I knew Matt Twisted really, really well, so the only logical thing was uh for us to tag with each other, uh, you know. Uh, as our rivalry was dying down, you know, tagging up didn't seem like a bad idea. Uh, so we got the chance to tag up. Uh, we did a lot of shows up in, up in uh, the L.A. area together uh, for a promotion called FMLL, which I, I believe is still running to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, All over California. Yeah. Even uh, up here. Up the, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, I've heard that they've been, they've been running strong, which is just really good. Um, yeah, we tagged a lot in that promotion. Uh, wrestled anchors away there a couple times, so... Um, again, I have nothing bad to say about Anchors Away as a tag team. They're awesome, awesome competitors, and uh, it, it was it was fun, fun, fun tag matches with those guys. Uh, again, tagging up with Matt Twisted, I I honestly couldn't find a, a better partner than that. Um, have you have you seen? Uh, I know FMLL did uh, some TV tapings, and have you ever seen the match between you and Anchors Away against? Uh, I mean, as you were you. And Matt Twisted gets anchors away? Uh, no, you know what? I never get... That's the funny thing about me wrestling sometimes is, like, <laughs> some of my wrestling matches that I have, I know I should be videotaping them, but, I'm, I mean, I'm just too busy wrestling. And um, I, I never get the opportunity to, to, to see, to see the, the, the the replay or, or of any of them. So, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see that one either. Um, to my understanding, though, it, we got a really good... Um, 
ovation with the crowd. So I'm hoping it, it went over well. Uh, David E. Jones has a copy of the DVD. He actually worked the promotion in uh, Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, and then they were actually selling the FMLL TV tapings. And then he actually got a DVD of uh, the TV show that featured you and uh, Matt Twisted versus Anchors Away. He actually got the DVD. Actually, I actually got to see it. Okay, yeah, that, that makes two of us. I've never seen that match to this day. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have to you have to hit him up with the DVD. It's it's a really good match. Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and your your thoughts of Anchors Away as a team? Um, how do you enjoy working with them and stuff like that? Oh, I love working with those two guys. Um, you know, uh, the only thing about those two guys is, like, for you know, I, I try to hold in my laughter as much as I can. <laughs> those, those two guys together are, like, they were meant for each other. There's, there's no other tag team that I, that I see that that can click like that, you know. I mean, these guys are are just amazing workers. They're amazing workers, and they know exactly what they're doing in the ring, and they can just work the hell out of, out of a crowd. So, you know, whoever put them together, it was a genius. And I said, yeah. we're working. Oh, no, continue. Well, yeah, just working with them is awesome, awesome experience. Uh, you know, like working with Ryan Stone one-on-one taught me a lot of things. Having the, both of those guys together with the knowledge that Andy knows and the knowledge that, that Ryan knows is, you know, it's uh, uh it's like a full plate with those two guys. Um, do you do you ever get scared in the ring with uh? As I know, I know how the lucha community and the lucha crowd can be, and then I know David a., David E. Jones is known as a little bit of an antagonist. And have you ever been in the ring and been legit scared that the fans were gonna come in and attack y'all? You know what? Funny story. Uh, I have. There was one uh, wrestling match, lucha match that I had down in TJ. Uh, it would probably be maybe like my third lucha match down there. Um, and down there, most of, most of the crowd, the lucha crowd, really doesn't like uh, foreigners, I guess as you could say, to, to, to go down to the lucha libre territory. So when I came out and I got introduced, you know, uh, so-called crazy from Escondido, California, uh, I got a lot of booze. So automatically I had to turn heel in the match. <laughs> Anyways, I, 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 it was so, it was so scary. I remember doing my match. People were that was probably the first time that I've ever been booed like ever. So it was, it was something different for me. <laughs> and I, the, the, the scariest thing was I remember when I was walking. The match was over. The whole show was over. I was walking to my car, and I don't know who knew who what or what person knew where my car was or what they anybody knew. Uh, I remember getting to my car, and my car was full of spit. Oh, no. Just full of spit. Somebody in the back window wrote, go home, don't come back. So that really, you know, that really spooked me out. I was like, Jesus Christ, what, you know, these people are really serious. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty bad, you know. Have you ever had a solid run as working as a heel, or is it just spot shows you work as a heel? I don't think I've ever seen you work as a heel. I haven't. No, no. You know what? I never, I never really had the opportunity to work as a heel. Um, no, it's it's only it's only been like spot shows uh, that, that that I've done that. But you know, to to be fair uh, and to be honest, I I I'm having a really good time working face. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the the heel face dynamic? Like, uh, is it easier? I mean, how do you feel about working as a heel, work as a face? Is it easier to work as a face for you, or? Um, I think it's a lot easier working as a face. Um, it's a little harder working uh, as a heel in my eyes because, you know, as a heel, uh, you can. I mean, automatically people are going to be pissed off at you no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, but but you have to keep that going, and there's just so much things that you can do to keep that going. But it takes, you know, you you have to think a lot. Okay, well, how am I going to piss them off this time? Or what am I going to do this time to to, to to piss these people off? You know, so uh, to me, yeah, it's a little harder working as a, as a heel. But, you know, as a face, um, you pretty much, uh, if you stick to your wrestling, people are going to love you. Oh, okay, right? okay. So so, you know, I, I pretty much as a face, I try to, you know put in as much uh, wrestling moves as I can. 
as I can, you know, master or or as uh, I can learn. And that's what I pretty much, I think that's what kept me going or keeps me going as a face, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so working as a heel in my eyes, like I said, is, is, might be a little tougher because you always have to think about, you always have to think, think about the diversity of the people that are in the crowd. Well, are they going to like this? Are they going to like this? Or should I do this? You know? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're down to a, a couple more minutes. Um, you guys, you got a big next two weeks coming up, SoCal Crazy. Yes. Um, I said, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked about this uh, This coming Saturday. Uh, I, I'm really pumped up. I'm ready to go. Um, I said, I, I just, uh, the only thing that I regret that, that probably can't happen this Saturday is uh, not having KZ down there in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, I, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, like I said, I, I've never faced Adam Pierce in the ring. Um, I have uh, scouted him. I have done my homework on him, so... I think I know a little bit uh, of what goes on in his head, uh, but I'm I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready, and uh, again, the following weekend, chaos. Uh, I'm definitely ready for chaos. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch any of the November 10th New Wave Wrestling show, or were you in the locker room most of the time? No, you know what? I was in the locker room most of the time. Uh, I did see some of the the four way tables match. Yes, I saw some of that. Um, I saw Anchors Away jump those uh, Waffles, uh, Waffles, Waffles. I saw that, which, yes. you know, I, I wish I could have done something about that. But <laughs> um, other than that, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see uh, most of the matches. How did you feel about, because uh, uh, you worked the, the first three New Wave shows, and then uh, November 10th, it had a little bit of a different feel to it. It was uh, the student show. I mean, I... I I don't want to call it a student show because I think that kind of comes off as being derogatory, but it was a lot of uh, people really young in the business working that show. Uh, how, how did you feel about the, the New Way Pro Wrestling show? And how was the locker room environment with uh, the younger people, such as myself, back there? And then uh, how was that? Yeah, you know what? Um, that show was um, it was an awesome show, despite it just being like a student show, as you can say. Um, the locker room... Uh, at first, when I got in there, I, I felt everybody was a little, maybe a little nervous, a little <laughs> tight. Um, as the show was progressing, though, everybody started to flow. I heard a lot more noise in the locker room, so I think they were, they were, you know, it just took them a while to break to break down. But that that show, uh, compared to any other wrestling show or any other locker room that I have been in, was was an was an amazing atmosphere. I mean, these guys were hungry, they were ready to go. Um, just being in the locker room, I was being entertained, you know? Um, a lot of guys came up to me, were asking me questions, and how, how should I do this, how should I do that? And reverse, I was going to them, asking them questions, what do you think about this, what do you think about... So everybody was just, like, mellow after, after maybe the... Maybe after the first hour, everybody was mellow, everybody was cool, everybody was calm. It, it really looked like everybody was, was really, really professional. Awesome, awesome. And so, KZ, we uh, run it down on time? Is it time to go in? Yeah, we're on our last minute. Uh, I'll plug it for you, crazy. MySpace backslash NES underscore one. Yes. That's SoCal Crazy's uh, MySpace. Thank you for coming on the show, brother. Hopefully you have a good weekend. um, Thank you guys for having me. This weekend and next. Um, Yes. no No matter what you do, brother, just be safe. Oh, you know what? That's that's the number one priority. Number one priority is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I could throw this in there really quick. I, I've never been a really big advocate of backyard wrestling. Um, I've never, you know, I've, I've never liked that. Honestly, I think that really has no place in, in, in professional wrestling. So, you know, whoever really wants to decide to become a wrestler, it doesn't matter if you want to train Lucha, it doesn't matter if you want to train American, please, please, please always be safe. And always, always follow what the instructor says. They're the ones that have been there. They're the ones that know exactly what's going on. That could, you never know. That could save your life one day. All right, cool. Well, SoCal, you have a very safe New Year. Have fun tonight, man. Mas tequila? <laughs> I know I will be. <laughs> All right, Alex, I will talk to you next year. All right, awesome. And we will be on the air tomorrow night at 7 p.m. with Pro Wrestling Gorilla's own 
Taro, and the crew from Fog City Wrestling. Thanks for joining us on Rubber Guard Radio, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night, you guys.